0: Belinda, I love that you're talking about this, and I'm loving this conversation so far and um I, I just want to uh maybe mention you to mention something about the importance of having a circle that kinda understands you and uplifts you in your low moments. you mentioned that when you weren't able to to pass your exams in the sciences um you, you were alone in that space. I, I don't know, what what really pushed you to to still stand when everybody didn't seem to understand you or be on your side when you're in that low moment? Because you're coming from a very high space to a space where everybody doesn't consider you to be doing great in whatever you're doing. So how, how did you come out of this? How did you come out of that spot, the, those low moments that you've experienced?
1: Um, okay, so I will say that, (coughs) uh, for a while I didn't come out of it, for a while I was an autopilot, um, and for a while I was really alone, right, I was doing what I was doing, I was just going to school, I just did what I needed to do, I don't have fees, okay, find a job, go to night school, um, I, I, I just literally lived through it for, for, for quite a while. But towards, um, the end of part two, right? That's when I met this wonderful person, right? His name is Leroy. He's my boyfriend right now. And, um, he was, he, he was kind of a bit of a misfit himself, right? He uh, he understood what I was going through. He had gone through that, and he, unlike me, he he knew what he wanted. Right? He knew. Uh, so he actually like defied uh, going to military school where his father wanted him to go, and he decided he was going to be an engineer. But um, even as an engineer, he wanted to do. Uh, clean energy access for Africa, and he was so driven. He 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 had the steps. He knew what he wanted to do in his head. He had the plans, and he told me that you're an exceptional person, right? And you should not let this one failure define the rest of your life, right? You can be all those things, right? And for the longest while, I would vent. I'll tell him how terrible my life was how things are not going well uh, I remember attachment hearing how absolutely unhappy it was but um talking about how amazing uh, the work that my company was doing there and bringing access to medicines to people and he helped me see he was like don't you want to be one of those people who make it possible for people to have access to medicines right don't you want to be the person that brings that change. Don't you want to be the person that brings that difference, right? And that's when I started seeing myself in another light, right? It, it took one person believing in me to realize that uh, being a scientist was not all so bad. There were so many routes in science that you could take. I may not enjoy the lab, but science is not so bad because science is the basis of the solutions. Since the basis of everything, actually, in the world, when we look about, look at it, right? And application was what I was good at. So, why don't you invest in uh, doing that? Why don't you invest in getting to know, uh, more on applying science and pharmaceuticals, right? Uh, I had a dream job that I wanted. This is the dream job that I'm talking about, MCAZ, being a regulatory officer. But it was known then that MCAZ only takes pharmacists because they want pharmacists who can assess medicine, single quality and stuff. Right. But he's the one person that encouraged me to apply and not think it was impossible. Right. So <laughs> in a sense, um, Whilst I was alone and dejected and felt like, okay, nobody. When someone believed in me, right, I started believing in myself too. um, And uh, they became my support system. And that was very important for me. Because all the while, I was just going with the flow. Finish the degree. But I don't think even after I'd finished the degree, I would have known... What to do afterwards, but he was a person that said, why don't you try a master's that focuses on pharmaceuticals? Since you already have been to a pharmaceutical company, since you already saw that you could, um, enjoy the application corporate side of it, why don't you get a deeper understanding specialization in pharmaceuticals? Because with biochemistry, applied biology and biochemistry, it's very wide. You could go to food, you could go to uh environmental science, you could go anywhere, right, including pharmaceuticals. So I think having somebody that listens, who is outside of the situation, who believes in you, uh is possibly the one thing that I needed to be able to believe in myself too. But to be honest, on my own, ah, uh, I felt I felt I f- I felt crushed. I didn't feel like I was anything anymore. And as you rightly said, I I was so used to being the outstanding person, the 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 you know the <laughs> the outstanding individual where where everybody's wowing. Oh, they're so great! They're so amazing! They're so good at this! And when you take him from that spotlight to where you're just like alone, yeah, it can be really bad. But that also was the best lesson of this all, right? You don't, you don't necessarily need to be the best uh, person, or you don't necessarily need to be the the source of admiration, or the, the 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 object of admiration, for everybody to to feel good about yourself because that's dangerous, right? You should, in your own capacity, be confident, be happy with what you do, because when you depend on other people for yeah, approval, when that approval goes, right, you end up very low end, and and depressed, right, and most often. When you are in that situation where you depend on other people's approval to, to thrive, right, you are not going to be very independent in your decision. There always has to be some level of approval from those people, right? I think the reason why maybe I did not stand up for myself when I could have pursued arts was because I, I needed those people around me to approve so much. I didn't send up for myself to say, hey guys, <laughs> I did do well with this math and this science and this physics at all level, but I'm not capable of pursuing this at advanced level. Let me do what I do. Because it would have disappointed me, and I didn't want to disappoint. So, at the end of the day, because I thrived on that approval, I ended up in the sport that I was. Right. So, it yeah, for, that's how I carry through. I, I very much appreciate that person because they were there for me and, uh, I appreciate them still because up to now, I'm not sure I would have found myself in this, uh, arena and have been able to distinguish my personality, my capacity, my capabilities in this arena. I might, I might just have been carried along yeah and still have been an autopilot up to you now. So yeah.
0: I have so many questions about this and I'm glad that you actually mentioned those people who or that person who's been influential in that and I think so far when I've been doing this podcast, uh, it's, it's been a very relieving and a happy state for me when I talk to men who support their women and I talk to women who talk about the men that supported them, especially in their space. But in general, um, I love that you, you, you talked about that. that it is, it is important to have at least one person in your life who believes in you and holds your hand and, you know, tells you that, um, it's still okay if, and if you're not in that space to tell yourself it's okay, like you're in that low moment, and it's okay to be in that low moment, and someone to make you, you know, you know look back and think again. I, I love that you talked about that. Uh, it's it's very important. It doesn't have to be someone who is in your career path or anything, just someone who believes in what you're doing. So, um, I have a lot of questions regarding what you've talked about, but I I just want us to go to the highs. Maybe you talk about the highs that you've experienced through your career, then maybe I can chip in my curiosity.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) I know you're curious, Sarah. Um, but I've got, I've got, I will tell you that I've, I've been on a consistent high for a while now. I told you that I, I, I got my dream job. Um, I'm at Um, it's, it's still a scientific occupation. So on a daily basis, I look at, uh, in manufacturer of a medicine they have applied to bring their medicine to Zimbabwe. And I look at it, I see uh, the quality aspects of it, I assess the efficacy aspects of it, and I determine whether or not um, we could um, allow it for registration and use in Zimbabwe. Right? Uh, it's my dream job. Why? Um, Firstly, it's not in the lab. I'm sorry for those people who are passionate about i'm sorry to those people who were passionate about the lab, but as a person my personality does not uh resonate with <laughs> with that space um It's an office job, but I'm surrounded by my work my 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 workmates i I do work that I feel makes a difference. For the people that I care about, whenever I assess that medicine, I put extra effort to not overlook anything because I think this might be the medicine that my mother is going to take when she's not feeling well. So I want to make sure it's 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 of great quality. It's, it's and it's it works so that there's no chance that it might not work for my mom or whoever I love or whoever anybody in the world loves who's going to have access to this. And the country has put it in, on my plate and in my care to make sure that these medicines are safe, so I'm going to make them safe. right? So I, 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 I effortlessly and with all my, my, my mind and dedication put effort in that. And it gives me that source of so, so fulfillment that I'm, I'm doing something like, important and for leaving people <laughs> not bacteria <laughs> um number 2 this 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 job it's also my second high right but also on the same element this job is my my gateway ticket to to the next steps that i want to go to right uh, as a medicine assessor right i have because I worked at a manufacturer of pharmaceuticals in, in, during my internship, I have yeah. experienced pharmaceuticals from the manufacturer, from the, the 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 point of view of the person who makes the medicine, the company that makes the medicines. Yeah. It, I understand the challenges that I there, Understand the loopholes that I there, I understand the things that need to be taken care of when you are there. Now i'm in this space where i'm also exposed to being a regulator for the same activities so now i've seen pharmaceutical manufacturing from both sides from the side of the applicant and from the side of of the regulator and that means now i have got a birds eye view of the pharmaceutical oh. industry which is exactly what i feel i need to be able to understand manufacturing pharmaceuticals in the context of you know, uh, supply for the people in Zimbabwe and eventually the people everywhere, right? Because my hope is to be part of a, an organization or to head an organization that will bring the first, uh, um, biologics manufacturing in the country, right? So Africa doesn't have that many. Actually, it has one. It actually has only one company, um, I believe in Egypt that makes biological medicines, right? Uh, I think which is a biosimilar. And my vision and dream is to be one of the few people that actively advocate and bring pharmaceutical manufacturing, biosimilar and biological manufacturing to Africa. All those cancer medicines that our people need, all that insulin that our people are getting at a very high cost right now, it could be made and supplied affordably in Africa. But we don't have access to that because maybe, uh because pharmaceutics is a tricky industry, it's capital intensive, people do not want to risk their money to invest in things that are very expensive because biologics. In their nature, manufacturing and supply of those, development of those medicines is very expensive. So I understand that the corporate world or the private companies don't want to put their money there right now in Africa. It's just easier to go for the, you know, small, smaller molecules. Uh, but as an individual, I feel like this is, it's inevitable, right? Medicine, as we know, it is going towards uh, biological medicines. Medicine, as we know, it is going to, towards um personalized medicine. Uh, we're going towards gene therapy. We're going towards a point in in the future where everything, every every everything that we're doing right now, we we're going to replace it with um, molecular techniques of of doing medicine. And to think that we're still stuck uh, buying active pharmaceutical ingredients from countries like India. We're not even making our own APIs for small molecules in Africa. Oh, <laughs> we cannot progress like that, right? And I want to be one of the people who are instrumental in bringing that change, right? And this place, this position, this job that I'm doing right now is my starting point. It's my entry point right, because it gives me access to the pharmaceutical industry. And um, positions that would ordinarily be accessible to people who did pharmacy, uh, I now have access to those positions. So um, it's my high because every day I'm there. I have hope that I'm one step closer. I'm one day closer to my dream, to my vision, right. um. Um, and also just thinking about highs, I, I'm particularly proud of the moment that I completed my master's degree, um, simply for the same reason that I've just stated again, Right, the moment I realized that I wanted to join corporate pharmaceutical, right? I knew that I had to specialize in pharmaceuticals. And that pharmaceutical biotechnology was that for me. And the whole time that I was there, I didn't have money to pay for that degree. I was always in debt. My, 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 my head of department was always calling me and asking me about the areas that I I owed the university. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not great, but surprisingly I got it. Right. Um, during that time when I was doing the, 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 the masters, I had not gotten my job at MCAZ. And I was working at this other, indif- uh, manufacturing company. Actually, it's Pepsi, Pepsi, in Zimbabwe And I was also a microbiologist there. But, as I've already stated, uh, the lab for me, it's not a space for me. I don't enjoy myself there. I find it's restrictive. It's not inspiring. Um, my creativity is, is very limited in that area simply because maybe it's not my space, right? I always felt that I was mediocre in that space. So, and also the remuneration was not. was not inspiring it was it was very limiting the point where I could not afford to pay for my tuition which was which is generally affordable but I could still not pay for it so yeah um when I was able to beg that master's to see that certificate in my hand knowing the struggle that I had gone through and even the day that I was, I was, I was going, I was, I was leaving Chinoe University to bring my samples for, to the Central Vet Lab for assessment because I was working on finding, um, um, therapeutic, uh, therapeutic substances in a certain plant, right? It's patented now, so I cannot talk about it much. But when we were trying to find therapeutic uh, elements from a certain plant, right? Uh, That day, I had to transfer my samples from Chinua University, which is one city away from Harare. And (laughs) I literally had a car crash, and the car was a wreck. It had to be completely written off. But (laughs) I had to carry my samples from that car wreck. Uh, Luckily, I was not straight. I I came out safe and okay. Carried my samples. (laughs) Left the accident scene. Went to the end of lab, continued with my experiment because, uh, my project was due. I had to make sure it was done and finished within the space of two years. I could not defer. I could not do anything. Right. So, just thinking about all those experiences and knowing that, whew, I had no money. I almost died, but I finished. Uh, it was a high, it was a high moment when I was so excited and so happy. I told everyone I could. I posted on LinkedIn sharing my lessons about the whole experience. So, yeah, those have been very extreme highs for me. Right. And now, um, life in general, when I think about the fact that my father passed away when I, the oldest child, was like, like 16 years old, um, the, my siblings were young. Then. My brother, youngest brother, was five years old. But now everybody is doing well. My 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 brother was after me. He's an Engineer now. My sister is doing low. My little brother finishing high school. My mom is a PhD holder. Um, I have a career that I'm working towards, and might not be the best. But I, I definitely know it will be better. It's going to be greater. Every day for me is a high. Now I'm so optimistic. <laughs> I, I, I'm so scared of how optimistic I am because I'm worried. What if it doesn't go according to plan? But it will go according to plan. It has to. So, in short, those are my highs. Those have been
0: the highlights of my life. I love that you mentioned that it's not like it's it's scary that you're you're very hopeful of where your career is headed. The scary things are good <laughs> it's it's good to, it's good to be scared kind of because you know it motivates you to still hope for the best for what you're doing I don't know about what other people think but i I like that you're scared it's a good thing that you're scared. <laughs> Um I've loved your journey. It's it's a very I, I don't know when, when I contacted you, I wasn't sure what kind of story you're going to tell and wow this this is a lot. Um there's a lot of life lessons that are coming out of your story and it's just interesting. So huh, out of curiosity, um I'm assuming your dreams and passions before um, when you're struggling with your studies and not passing, your struggles, your, your dreams had nothing to do with science. Um, and you've also mentioned that when you finally get, got into science, you you weren't um, you weren't happy with the beeping <laughs> incubators. That was funny though; I was laughing on my own. And the smelling microorganisms. <laughs> I love that you also mentioned that it's um it's it's okay if something is not working for you, maybe it's it doesn't allow me the personality, it's not your thing in in and if someone else enjoys that, and that's okay because it also contributes to the growing of the society so let's talk about your dreams uh you've mentioned that you you want to go into pharmacy um the corporate to to venture more to grow into that because you're already in that space, and to see a man more manufacturing companies in in um, in Africa, which is a very big problem. And I love that you're talking about that, and I'm happy that there's someone who wants to to make that dream possible. And I also love that your master's project had something that so has something great that came out of it. And I wish you could talk more about that, but it's okay if you don't have to talk about it. So the question is, what is still your dream? What was your dream then? What did you want to do really? Um, what is your dream now? But let's talk about them and now. Has your dream changed? Do you think it will change again? <laughs> Are you open to changing again?
1: Thank you, Sarah. Um, I will say this, and I will say it categorically. My dream um, is not set on stone. Because of the simple lesson that life has taught me. When you set your vision on stone and you set your dream on stone, And life does not necessarily go exactly as you plan. And you have not left room and allowance for things to change. You could get really lost forever and forget that there's so much that you can contribute and change if you are flexible and you allow life that's happening around you to have an influence on you. Right. Um, I will use an example of it, maybe COVID nineteen. Right. Um, think of all the companies that uh, depended on on, on on having physical presence of their clients in the space for them to operate business. Right. Had those companies' visions been set in stone and their methods and uh, Strategy had been set in stone. Um, they could have lost it, right? It took adjusting, it t- t- took, uh, it took negotiating with the ecosystem then to be able to thrive and survive. So, uh, before I even comment on my dream then and now, I'll say that my dream now, right, is my dream now, right? But as dynamic as the times are, certainly there will be shifts, and I'm so willing to allow my circumstances to shape that vision. But whatever it has to be, that dream has to be significant. It has to be great. It has to be scary. It has to be something that I don't even know how to execute. That's just my rule. Um, but above all else. It should be it should in align with my philosophies and beliefs as a person um about what's good about what's 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 you know what's what's great, what's good for society, what good I could contribute to the world um then to your question um when I was younger, to be honest part of the reason why I easily got carried into science was because my my vision and my dreams were not solid. They were not, they were not distinct. I, I had not pictured them. I had not defined them, right? I, as an individual, enjoyed advocating. I would talk about women, empowerment. I would Speak about ensuring that nobody is undermined, particularly issues to do with feminism. A, I'm a very vocal feminist. Um, I feel like there's so much that the world can do for women, right? So even in the space, in the scientific space, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you see that. It's all the time, I'm saying let the women lead. Put women in leadership seats. We want to hear the voices. We want to hear women uh, contribute. Right. That, I think that has been my guiding uh, philosophy. People, I feel like there's so much injustice that that we experience simply on the basis of having uh, um two ex chromosomes. <laughs> simply on that basis, which is unfair. Right. And from way before I could even understand what it was, I always felt that injustice. I wanted to speak against it. Right. So I imagined that I was going to be a, a women's rights advocate. Uh, probably i was going to go into law, but uh, a human rights lawyer focusing on women issues. Right. Um. I think that would have happened to me automatically. Yet. I got in the right guidance, but I didn't. Um, as I've grown older, I've realized that women' problems, I mean, as big as they are, and in, in as much as we need to talk about them and advocate about them, there are also even much bigger problems that not only affect women and children, but everyone, including the. The high and mighty, and the men and everyone, including access to healthcare, access to quality medicines, right? I think being in this space, in this environment that I am exposed to issues of, or to do with therapeutics, has opened my eyes to that issue, right? So, so much that, uh, even when I think of women, now I think about access to healthcare. Even when I think of women right now, I think about women who money to buy insulin. I think so. What can we do? What can we do now to help um, solve these problems? Like uh, my in as much as I didn't plan for science, like it has been a very big influence to my line of thinking now. Um obviously aligned to social problems because that's that's how i'm wired but science has made its mark on my thinking and my vision and my dream now i dream that let me make those women that i care so much about have access to good medicine access to better services access to those expensive therapeutics that. We're getting at exorbitant prices simply on the basis that we can't make them in our own countries. Right. And whilst it's still, it's, it's, it's still in there. It's now a vision which is part of a larger vision, which is why I said I will allow my, my dream to be flexible because as I'm more exposed, as I grow bigger, as I have access to wider more knowledge, my understanding of things will widen, and possibly, what I can do as well, will grow, grow bigger, right? What I can influence will grow bigger. So, if I can influence problems that have to do with a small group of girls in that moment, that we might be able to, be able to solve that problem. But I believe, with time. I may get access to resources and and knowledge and influence that allows me to deal with these issues at a wider scale, and for that reason, I should not be limited in the things that I wish to achieve and the things that I dream to get right so whilst my dream then <laughs> was to tell the whole world why it's unfair that women don't get as much. For the same jobs as men, that women with the same capacity don't get same access to facilities as men, that women don't get listened to. Now, I feel like I could make life better, not just talk about it, not just highlight that problem, but bring a solution to one of the biggest problems that women and everybody else is facing at this moment in time. So, and I believe in the next 10 years, I'll be talking about a whole different set of problems. Bigger, wider, still involving the same people that I care about. Because what you care about is what you care about anyway. But uh, as you you know more, and as your vision widens apart a specific area, and as your resources and capacity become larger, you have the responsibility to do more. And for that reason, you have to expand your dream. And that's me, right? Right now I'm talking about pharmaceuticals, talking about bringing access to biosimilars to Africa, to Zimbabwe. But who knows? We could be talking about bringing new technologies that we cannot even dream of right now to, to access to humans. Uh, <laughs> we could be talking about, uh, Bringing new access to technology that we don't even know about to Earth as in case we find that there's another planet out there (laughs) with a whole set of people. I I don't want to limit myself or my vision. I, I, I want to be as flexible as I can, but I will still care about the things that I care about and I will always do something about them.